SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. I already see the first question here is, is he considering coaching in the PSL? Okay, we're going to get to that. But let's welcome him on the line now. Coach, good evening from us. And thank you very much for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Abitabisa, and good evening to your listeners, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Uh, how's the coach doing, first of all? We've been trying to speak to you for the past couple of weeks. I know you haven't said much. You've been respecting the processes. But how's Coach Mulefi doing? I think um, I've been doing well under the circumstances. And um, the doing well part of it, um, it has been people around me. Uh, Mr. Matuka, uh, my manager, uh, my family, my wife, my kids, um, and uh, all football-loving people who felt uh, I needed um, a shoulder to lean on. And I think uh, I need to thank them for that. And, and how would you describe the past couple of weeks since what happened in Sudan? Very difficult, uh, but uh, any difficulty that you come across, any challenge that you come across, it becomes a lesson. And I think uh, uh, it is it is through those lessons Oh, okay. Sorry about that. We've lost him. We're going to try and get him back on a better line there, Coach Mulefinziki. But he says he's doing well under the circumstances. And thanks for the support that he's received. It clearly sounds like um, he took it very badly or it was tough for him to handle. We do have him on the line. Sorry, Coach, we just lost you there when, when I was just asking how the past couple of weeks have been. No, I was saying it has been very difficult, um, but uh, all that is important is uh, the people you have around you, the people who will always provide a shoulder to lean on. Uh, My wife, my kids, I think they have done very well. My manager, uh, Tato Matuka, has always been there. And um, some of my friends and my football people who have been there for me uh, to to help me uh, calm down. Uh, to deal with the situation without um, asking for any form of depression. Yes, and was it a hard situation to deal with, Coach? Or how hard a situation was it to deal with the aftermath of what happened in Sudan? Yeah, um, uh, in, in football, um, you, you need to understand that uh, you plan to get the best results. You perform to get the best results. But at the same time, you should be matured enough to understand that at times things don't don't go your way, and at times um, um, you end up being on the losing side, and you being on the losing side, how do you handle the disappointment of being on the losing side? Yes, coach. And on that note, um, being on the losing side, I know a lot's been said, but also a lot was said after you were sacked by the association on TV. I mean, how did you take that? Because we later found out that you were not informed before the press conference. Yeah, you you look at it this way. For me, if ever um, you you lose something that is very close to you, um, as a Christian, you end up say, asking God questions to say, uh, why me? Why this one? And I think uh, uh, for a normal human being, uh, for a Christian that I am, uh, those were part of the questions to say, uh, why me? Why not uh, this important achievement that I was looking forward to is not coming my way? So um, if, if you go through those uh, moments in life, you always um, look up and say, please, 
give me the strength, the power to overcome uh, the disappointment. And do you feel now you are starting to overcome that disappointment, Coach? Uh, do you, are you getting that power and that strength, or do you still think it's going to take some time? I think God has provided it all. That is why today I've got the strength uh, to speak to you about um, uh, the pain, uh, about the disappointment. And um, I can talk about it. I can talk about it freely and openly uh, because um, I am at a level where I am at peace with the situation. And also after that game in Sudan, you actually put your hand up immediately and you said you accept responsibility for the failure to qualify for, 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 for AFCON. Why was it important for you to do that? Look, uh, uh, Mr. Matuka used to say to me, Coach, um, you, you look at yourself through the mirror. You must see yourself as the first citizen of this country in football because you are the senior national team coach. And when I look at the president, I see the same thing. Because whenever anything goes wrong in the country, all eyes, uh, all singlers are pointed at the president. And uh, I think with me, it was the same. Um, to have not qualified, um, one has to, to, to own up. And owning up, it becomes also educative to all the coaches and to all the football fans. To say, if you really worked very hard to achieve something, and you did everything that you could, and it doesn't come your way. On a technical level, it is important to make people understand, to explain the situation, so that if ever we take a decision, like a decision that has been taken, you are very much happy with yourself. To say on a technical level, uh, we did not achieve what we wanted to achieve. And even with the players, I received um, messages from them to say, uh, coach, we are sorry that um, we let you down by not uh, winning and qualifying. So I said to them, it was not about you as an individual. It, it was about us as a team. It was about us as a country. It was about us as a football nation. So if you teach your children the values and the morals, you need to be um, very straight up uh, to say, yes, I did not achieve. And in me not achieving, People need to understand why I did not achieve. And let's talk about that, Coach, because a lot of people were waiting for your technical for your technical report there. Even the technical committee had said that um, they were surprised that you were fired without even seeing what could have gone wrong in the campaign or understanding your side of the story because you hadn't submitted your technical report. Did you eventually get a chance to do that? Were you allowed to submit it? Yeah, you see... Um Success, um, um, like we always say, um, when you are successful, everybody wants to have a piece of it. And when there is failure, everybody is running away as fast as they can. But uh, in this case, I must say the technical team, my technical team, um, were there for me because um, what we did with the analyst, with the data analyst, with... um, the fitness trainer with the medical team, we compiled a report. A report was not mainly for Sudan. Every camp, uh, every game we play, there is a technical, there is a physical, there is a medical uh, report that we compile and present. And I think we did the same of what happened in, um, in, in, in against Ghana, what happened in Sudan. So that was submitted to the, to the technical uh, 
committee. Okay, and and maybe let's look at that. I, I would think one thing that stands out for me and that we've been wanting to ask you about is um, how the, the issue of not having overseas-based players, especially for the Sudan game, was that a big blow for you? Yeah, you see, um, I think the whole thing started when I got appointed as Bafana Bafana coach. Uh, remember, we were to play Zambia and Madagascar mm. in a friendly uh, xenophobic attacks in the country um, we ended up uh, not playing those matches which were very important to me because those were to be my first uh, international official matches and then when we we were to play Sautome in the qualifiers after we have announced the team unfortunately um, we had uh, COVID and uh, the, the country was um, on a lockdown level 5 for 7 months uh, you could not have any uh, contact with the players. The players were not training. Clubs were not playing. And then when they were allowed to train, they were they were allowed to train for a week or so, and then they had to go into the bubble and start playing. Uh, so it has been very difficult for, for, for me and for, for us uh, because um, you improve as a player, as a coach, if you are always on the pitch, if you are always um, uh, implementing... Um, the ideas and you are discovering um, a, a number of technical issues about the team. So in our case, we, we never had that opportunity of having that um, contact with the player for 11 months. And when we reported for camp um, in, in, in October uh, 2020, uh, all the players were below 50% fit because of uh, COVID, obviously. Some were on, on, on off-season, uh, some were coming out of a, a, a bubble. So we do not have a, a, a 70%, 80% fit team to play those friendlies. But, um, you know, if ever we, we don't explain ourselves on a technical and physical level uh, for the country to understand what led to certain situations, it becomes a problem. Us not um, uh, doing justice to the situation um, we ended up drawing against Namibia. We ended up losing against Zambia, of which that game was not an official match against Zambia. It was a, a training match because when Zambia came to play us in South Africa, they had already played two international matches. So according to FIFA, you can't play more than two uh, matches in, in a period of nine days. But uh, the whole country did not know about it. So they looked at it as a, as, as, as a failure from the side of the coach and they ended up asking for the coach to be sacked because they did not have uh, any explanation or understanding of why we selected the team because uh, we said in our press conference we want to bring in new faces we want to introduce those players who played in the uh, 2016 Olympics because we are fully aware that uh, um, some players were actually uh, over 30, over 32, and we're trying to uh, re, re, re introduce uh, new players. And then you come to, to COVID, FIFA um, circulate, um, um, circular, if one has to put it that way, to say uh, clubs are not obligated to, re to release players to play in the AFCO. And um, South Africa was the worst country hit by the same circular because. Um, we ended up not having seven of our regular players uh, coming for, for Sudan and Ghana. But when we played Ghana, Ghana had nine of their international players 
playing in Turkey, playing in Belgium, playing in France, coming to play against us. But the other five players who were playing in England were allowed to travel from England to Ghana. And when Ghana went back to, to Ghana to play against Saotome, those uh, players were there to help Ghana win against Saotome. But with us, we were refused even to fly our players into Sudan and play them in Sudan and allow them to go back to Europe after the game against Sudan. So it was um, a very difficult situation for us um, to play without seven of your best players because of uh, a secular, because of COVID. And I think uh, COVID has done a lot of damage, especially when it comes to uh, Bafana Bafana as a country, when it comes to Mulisin Turkey as a coach, because uh, as we speak today, we could not qualify because of that secular. As we speak today, I'm a former Fana Fana coach because of that secular, uh, because of COVID. Yes, coach. And on that note of especially Ghana being able to have their players for the last game against uh, Sao Tome, even though everybody expected them to get the result, but they still made sure that they could still get the IU brothers, uh, the IUs there to come and join them, the Thomas parties and them. Are you saying that, um, because I was going to ask, do you think the association did enough to help you at least get the players for the Sudan game? But it sounds like you, were say, you are saying even despite those attempts, because the country is a, was a red zone, you wouldn't have been able to get those players anyway. Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, if the country was a red zone, why were we refused to have them to be flown into Sudan, lay in Sudan, and fly back to their countries, to those countries? Why were we refused to do that? Why was Ghana allowed to fly their players? Because Ghana, if Ghana was not a red zone, why were they allowed to fly their players into Ghana, play against Saotome, and fly back. And by the way, those players who joined their team in Ghana played with the players who came from South Africa. Mm-hmm. But with us, there was nothing, there was nothing to help us uh, to have our best players, to help us um, to go and perform and qualify for AFCON. But the other argument will be, um, even without those players, Bafana Bafana should have still been able to get the result that they needed in Sudan, which was a, which was a draw. How do you respond to that? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, the issue of uh, technical um, background of the team, uh, that is why I'm saying I own up. Mm. Uh, I own up because I could not um, cancel uh, those matches because we do not have uh, players from Europe. But I had to select... Um, other players who were ready to play for their country. And football being football, we had a new pairing in defense, we had a new pairing in the middle field, we had a new pairing up front. Mm. And uh, if you are to prepare a team with uh, so many new players, and then you end up losing Andilejali in the 23rd minute, and Andilejali ended up not being part of the team going to, to Ghana, on arrival in Ghana, Pesitao is 70% fit because uh, of an injury he sustained against Ghana. So um, credit must be given to those players who played their hearts out to represent their country and to wanting to qualify for AFCON. But unfortunately, on the day, we considered very early in the ninth minute and the second goal in the 30th minute. So if, if that happens and you miss so many chances against the Sudan, 
um, not because you were a bad team against Sudan, but um, uh, the unfortunate side of the game was for us to concede the two goals. The unfortunate side for us, tactically speaking, was to miss uh, the chances we created, which was um, too many, too many chances in the first half and in the second half. Too many chances against Ghana in South Africa. If we were to bury those chances, we wouldn't be talking about uh, us not going to, uh, to Cameroon. So you were still confident going into that game in Sudan that you could still get the result? Yeah. No, Despite I was, all I was, the challenges? I was, I was, I was positive. And uh, um, uh, the example I made was uh, of a soldier uh, who goes into the trenches and uh, during um, the exchange of guns and uh, bullets, uh, he realized that his gun is not working. Mm. Will you run away to say, um, my gun is not working? Or you will stay and be part of uh, um, the, the, the situation and advise where it's necessary. So we could not cancel the games because some of the players are not available. We could not cancel the game against Sudan because some of the players got injured. But we had to give confidence to ourselves, to the team, to say, despite the challenges, let's stay positive, let us be mentally strong going into this match. We, our objective is to uh, draw or win this match and qualify for AFCON. And what was the game plan, knowing that you needed a draw to win that match? What was the approach from your side? Look, um, from the analysis we had of Ghana, in South Africa we played uh, 3-4-3, because um, the plan was to use the width and the length of FND so that we can create more uh, passing channels, we can create uh, more spaces behind the defence, we can always uh, take them to the wide areas for us to penetrate in the central areas. That was the plan. And uh, it really worked out for us uh, against Ghana because uh, for us, we had a, a good game. We had a good plan. Unfortunately, we could not win that match. But going into, into Sudan, we lost um, uh, Rivaldo Kotia through an injury. We lost uh, Andy Lejali through an injury. We also lost Siso um, Santi. Um, uh, because Ciso Fanti had issues with his uh, uh, passport, so he could not uh, uh, leave with us on Thursday. He had to come on Friday and arrive in Sudan on Saturday morning. So we could not um, use the same system like the one we used against Ghana, of which um, it worked out very well for us. And going into Sudan, that was the plan. We played with one striker and the two number 10s against Ghana, and in Sudan, we were to play with two strikers and one number 10 because we were fully aware that um, uh, the defensive line of Sudan, they keep it deep in most cases and they are a bit slow. So if we were to play with two strikers, we were to put pressure on the two centre-backs and also put pressure on the, on the full-backs uh, with the likes of uh, Morena, Greg Martin, Fiso uh, Santi on the left. But unfortunately, we could not uh, have uh, uh, the same plan because we lost the Suiza Santi, we lost Ambile Jali, we lost Rivaldo Cotia. So, and Tessitao, like I said, uh, we, we had to give him 60 minutes. And in the 60th minute, you could see that uh, he's only on the pitch because uh, physically he's on the pitch, but um, he was not uh, feeling okay. We had to take him out. The plan uh, going into that match, let me share with you mm. our team talk uh, going into that match. We went to Sudan having qualified. We went to Sudan with a point. 
Mm. And with us going into Sudan, if we were not to concede, we were to qualify. If we were to play a draw, we were to qualify. So the plan was cautious, but at the same time, Sudan, we have done analysis of Sudan. We can, we can create goals, we can score goals against Sudan. It has to be a balanced approach to the game. We don't uh, lose our tactical discipline. We don't lose our structure. In attack, we prepare to defend. In defense, we exploit those areas uh, to go in attack. And the plan for me really worked out very well. But like I said, the unfortunate part was for us to concede from a set piece in the ninth minute. And also, uh, we, co- we considered the second goal from a transition ball that was played long into our defensive line, and then uh, they scored. So, so are you saying you went there for a draw? No, no, no. Mm. I'm saying the plan was with a point in the back, with a point in the back, you had to be tactically disciplined. But we knew very well that with the type of football that we play and the analysis you have done on Sudan, we will always, in possession, be dangerous going forward, create and score chances. So we did exactly that. But the setback for us was to concede very early. That is why I'm saying as much as the plan was to protect the point, the plan was to score goals, we ended up conceding too early. And as a result, um, we ended up uh, losing that match. Okay, and just the last one from me before we take some of the of the voice notes. Uh, some people feel that the job should have been done against Ghana, and I know you've touched on that game. They saying Ghana was the game, not Sudan, but it didn't really matter because the result was still needed in Sudan, regardless of what happened against Ghana. But how do you look back at that Ghana game? Yeah, look, I think um, at the beginning of um, our conversation, I said uh, we had uh, two crucial uh, features. That was uh, Ghana and Sudan. And in our preparation leading to uh, Ghana, Sudan, we had um, a, a Bafana Bafana analysis workshop on the 23rd and 24th of, uh, of January. Basically, we were to look on the technical side of, of things, to look on the logistics, uh, to look at um, um, uh, the COVID uh, implications, uh, because uh, Dr. Nguena had to make a presentation all the coaches had to make a presentation in terms of the analysis. We also had to interact with our, our, um, our game model going into Ghana and Sudan. And all of that was sent to the players with the analysis that was done by Mark Dazi to say, players, this is what to expect. And this will be the approach going into the two matches. So a lot of work was done uh, long before because we were aware that if our players, if the last player will arrive on a Tuesday, and we are playing on the first day. We won't have enough time to work on everything. So the best thing is to compile a technical um, analysis, uh, a, te- a technical plan, and send it to the players and interact with the players wherever they will be. Uh, so that was done. We managed to send um, uh, that information to the players in Europe, to the players locally, and we ended up uh, interacting with the players leading leading to the camp. So. We were fully aware that um, both matches were very, very important. So going into those matches, that is why I'm saying the plan against Ghana was a plan uh, to be carried out with uh, little changes uh, in terms of the structure going into Sudan. But unfortunately, because of COVID and also because of injuries, uh, we could not um, 
do everything the way we want it. That is why I'm saying um, results are not only uh, of, 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 of technical importance. The results are also uh, uh, of medical importance, of logistics, uh, in terms of uh, moving into matches like that. Okay, for those just joining us, if you don't recognize the voice, it is the former Bafana Bafana coach, Coach Malif Inseki. We're just catching up with him. I think he's speaking for the first time since um, um, what happened in Sudan. And we do welcome your comments and your calls on 0117142006. And also you can send us your voice notes on 0614104107. Let's open the lines now. Hi, Tabi. So this is Tebola. listening to you. Within Turkey, but uh, I feel like I can ask him the question: Does he feel that it was the right time to take that offer to coach Bafana Bafana? Because to what I see, it, sound, it seems like he was a sacrifice uh, to Bafana Bafana job because I, I think the impact on him it was very low to me. He needed more experience and all that, but. Can you ask him, don't he feel that he was a sacrifice to coach Bafana Bafana on that time? Thank you, Zaki Matibola. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the coach. Uh, it's uh, Libra here from East London. I've just got uh, two questions for him. Uh, the first one is that, uh, what is your philosophy as a coach, as a football coach? What can you say is your philosophy? Um, I'd like to hear that. And then number two, do you think that the vision 2022 of uh, the South African Football Association um, is still on track? Um, you know, you were there, you you are part of the organization. Do you think it's still on, on track? Or do you think that uh, um, there, maybe there are things that um, made the vision maybe um, derail? Um, yeah, is it still on track, the, the, the vision 2022? Thank you very much. Uh, and yeah, good luck for the future, uh, coach. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Libra. Let me just take a call and I'll let the, the, the coach respond. Is it Lebuchang? Good evening, Lebuchang. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, thanks, a new member. Good, thank you. I just want to find out from the coach, right, with all the players that we have at our disposal in this country, is he saying that, like, Fiso Shanti, Riva, Andy Lechali, there were no other players that could come in and replace the players that got injured? Because... All I'm hearing right now is that Swissoshanti wasn't available, so I lost the game. Like, we need some form of accountability to say we have a country of 50 million people, and if 20 million of them play soccer, surely if one player is out, we can replace him. And I mean, same thing. We've got players like Lyle Kay playing at the highest level every week, week in, week out, but they're not selected. But then you want to complain about one player that's gone out of your back four. Come on. Okay, thanks, Lebuchang. I think it goes back to the question, Coach, that without, despite the overseas players not being available, many people felt that uh, Bafana Bafana should have still got the result in Sudan. Yeah, you know, you know, I tell you so. I think uh, uh, my back is not against the wall here. We are talking of former Bafana Bafana coach, mm. and um, I cannot go. I'm not going to reverse anything. Mm. Is he still there? I think we've just lost him for a second there. Uh, okay, I think the line is failing us. But do send us your questions, 0614104107. I'll play as many as I can um, now because we've got the most of what... Okay, Coach, sorry about that, Coach, but we've got you again on a better line. You were just responding to that? 
Yeah, I, I was saying uh, it's not like my back is against the wall. Um, I've been there and uh, I've seen it all. And everybody uh, during my tenure as a Bafana Bafana coach had an opinion. And uh, I, I used to explain um, the thinking behind the selection of certain players, the profiling that was done by the technical uh, uh, committee. But unfortunately for now, I am a former Bafana Bafana coach. Mm-hmm. I can't reverse anything. And the only thing that I'm giving now is um, what happened. And what happened uh, is not like uh, uh, something that I can uh, change and make it uh, differently. One, if ever uh, we are saying, was I ready to take on the Fana Bafana? When was I to be ready? According to, um, to uh, the boss football uh, uh, fundis, when I, was, uh, when I was supposed to be ready? When have Renard won the AFCON with Zambia? He was uh, 37 years old. He was 37 when he won the World Cup, when, when he won the AFCON with, uh, with Zambia. Um, when, 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 when Pito Musimani became Bafana Bafana coach, he was, he was 50 years younger. When, um, when, when, when I took over as Bafana Bafana coach, I was 50 years. And something that maybe we don't want to accept is to say, I've been with Safa for seven years and have worked through all the levels, whether it's men, whether it's women. I was six Masawa Owen de Gama and I was Stuart Baxter's assistant for, for a year. So when one was supposed to be ready, and, and I think as a coach, um, if a responsibility like that comes, you, you look into yourself, you look into um, what has been happening in the country, you do an analysis of the situation. And uh, it's not like uh, I was uh, a young boy excited to, be, to become a fun of a fun of coach. Then all of a sudden I jumped onto it. And then I did not even have qualities or experience or maturity level of dealing with the situation. All I'm saying is it was an opportunity like any other coach of my age that could have taken it because of the background that I've gone through in my development as a coach. And I'm still very proud but I took the opportunity and I did my best, in despite the fact that I am still in pain today that I did not qualify. So you have no regrets on taking the job? Why should I, be, why should I regret? It's like uh, one asking the state president, do you regret to be the state president of the country? Hmm. I have got no regrets. All I'm saying is it was an opportunity and I, I took it with both hands and I'm still very proud of the decision I made after consulting with, uh, with everybody that I felt would be of help for me to take that decision. And it is because of the confidence and the faith uh, SAFA, the Technical Committee, and the NEC uh, showed in me. And I still thank them for that. And do you think you had all the support you needed now after taking this decision to become Bafana Bafana coach? Because it's a big job. And I guess the question, why it's being asked is that people are saying they know you from the youth teams, but they feel that you are not proven at club level and all of that. And that's why there were always doubts when you took over. I, 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 I fail to understand. I made an example of uh, Heverena. Heverena became very successful uh, coming from France, not having any background of a successful club coach, but he became very successful in Africa. And people saying I've got no club um, experience is because they don't want to know who is Mulisin Sage, or they choose not to, because I played football at the highest level at that time because of the environment I found myself in.
First division then was a high level for me. And then I became a coach in the first division, a head coach in the first division. I became a youth coach, a head of youth. I became a head coach in the first division with African Warriors. I joined Bluefontein Celtic in 2010. I stayed there for four years as an assistant coach to Clinton Lassie. I was with Safa for seven years, and I worked with every coach that came uh, to Safa during that period. And the last time I was an assistant to Coach Stewart, we went to Egypt. And if you look into the history of Bafana Bafana in the AFCON, I think we did well with Coach Stewart and the group of players that were there. And being given this position of a Bafana Bafana coach, um, I think uh, I, I really deserved it. And I did my best. And like I said, and I'm saying it, I am very proud of myself. And I want to say thanks to people who showed faith in me. Yes, in life, there will be those people who doubt you. And they, at times, they doubt you without any specific reason why they doubt you in whatever you do. But now, do you think those doubters are justified now have been proven right because the team failed to qualify for AFCON? It is not about being justified. It's about uh, what football can, can give to you. Uh, despite all the challenges, the challenges might not be of Mulif and Teki alone. But uh, at the end of the day, we tried our best. We managed to accumulate 10 points. Unfortunately, we lost at the last hurdle. And as a result, we ended up not qualifying. Okay. And um, there was also, just back to the question about players, the overseas players not being available. Having said that, you started with a Ben Mutsuari and a Tabang Munare. They've been playing Kev Confit Cup for, for Orlando Pirates. I've seen you've attended the Pirates games in the Kev Confit Cup. The fact that they could not hold their own then against Sudan, coach, um, what does it say in, in general? How do you look at it? Does it talk to the standard of our league, the quality of our players? Because people still believe that we should have been good enough to get a result in Sudan. Yeah, let's start with uh, with Ghana. Ghana, we do not have uh, Bongani Zungu, do not have Dinsema, do not have Mokoje, do not have Serrero in the middle field. And then we looked into um, Mamelodi Sundowns. Um, I watched a number of their CAF Champions League matches. And um, uh, the partnership of Andile Jali and uh, Rivaldo Gautier, uh with so little time to prepare, we felt it will, it will definitely work for us. And that is how we started the game with... Um, Andile Jali and Rivaldo Coti, of which I think until Andile got injured, they were doing very well. And when, when, when Andile got injured, we brought in Motswari, who also has been doing very well in the Champions League for Pirates. And unfortunately, after losing um, uh, Rivaldo Coti on Sunday, uh, uh, five hours before the game, that's when we were that uh, Rivaldo can't uh, uh, recover for the game. We had to bring in um, uh, ben Mo- I mean, uh, 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 Monari because uh, they've been doing very well for, for Pirates uh, over, over some time now. So that partnership had to work for us. But unfortunately, like I put it, on the day, nothing could work for us. Uh, on the day, we could not score goals. If we were to score goals, we wouldn't be saying uh, they did not do well on the day. But I think uh, they, they, they did give their best and their best was not enough for the team to win. As we can say the same thing about other players. Yes, and there was a question, before I go back to the voice notes, about your philosophy and whether you think Vision 2022 is still uh, the right document. Yeah, Vision 22 is still very much alive um, because um, we have the under-23 now going into, into Olympics, uh, which started in 2014. And I think uh, the culmination of... Uh, uh, the vision was to see the team go into 
to the World Cup uh, because that was the ultimate uh, um, uh, product of, 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 of the vision. And I think uh, Coach David and the under-23 team, uh, I can always wish them the best of luck against uh, the host Japan, Mexico and France in Japan. And these are the players who will be coming back uh, very much experienced having played at that level. So uh, let's give uh, the under-23 the support they need. But as for Bafana Bafana, they are still to play in the, in the World Cup qualifiers. Yes, uh, Muli Sintegi won't be there, but Bafana Bafana has got uh, a capable, experienced coach in Coach Yuho, and I think uh, he will get the support from, uh, from administration, uh, from the political level, and also from the players uh, for him to, to take the team to, to, the, to, to the World Cup. And also, I think that will make uh, uh, the men who came up with the Vision 2023 very proud. In this case, I'm referring to Dr. Denis Jordan. Usually coaches are given a four-year cycle or a World Cup and AFCON cycle. We saw with Stuart Baxter after he failed to qualify for World Cup, he went on um, to still qualify for AFCON. Do you think you should have been given an opportunity, coach, to take the team through the World Cup qualifiers? Part of the targets for me was to qualify for uh, AFCON and, and, and the World Cup, uh, of which I think um, uh, when I look back, if I were to do things uh, differently, I would say, um, you inherited the team from uh, Sheikh Mashaba, from Owe de Gama, from uh, Stuart Baxter. And these are some of the players who have been in the national team for a very long period of time. And they were, oh, most of them were over 30. So if we were to say, let's uh, revive the team, let's uh, introduce um, younger players, let's introduce new players. Because in my turnaround strategy presented to the NEC and the technical committee, I actually uh, divided the generation of players in this country into three. The first group was the one of uh, the older players, uh, players born between 1988 and 1992. And the second uh, generation was players born between 1993 and 96. And the last generation was players born between 1997 and 2001. And these are the players who are now going to, uh, to, the, to the Olympics. And the 1993 to 96 are the players who played in the last uh, Olympics. So the idea was to phase them out gradually, the older ones, and to introduce and develop the younger ones into, into the team. But if ever we are also product-oriented to say every coach must come and win, it means we are not being honest to ourselves because um, when was the last time we, we tasted success? So uh, for now, if you look at... Um, what Egypt did, if you look at what Spain did, if you look at what Germany did, and what Germany is going through currently, you will understand that uh, South Africa needed to have that type of an attitude or that type of, a, of, of, a, of an approach to say, let's give the under-23s a chance when they come back, and this will be the players we are building into the future. But if we keep on saying, the final final must win now, must win today, um, for me, it's going to take us uh, many, many years of disappointment because um, as, as emotional as we become when Bafana Bafana is playing, uh, I don't think on the technical side we are doing very well in giving uh, our players a chance to grow, a chance to, uh, to, to have confidence in themselves and give results. Yes, Bafana Bafana is not development, but we have seen with other countries like Spain and Germany what they did when Germany came to the World Cup here in 2010. All those players were 25 and younger, and they ended up winning 
the World Cup in, in Brazil. Let's take more voice notes as we wrap up our conversation with the coach. Uh, the person who's asking right now, if the player is injured, can't replace You can't. Because the player must have a clearance. That player must be cleared. You cannot just change people like socks on the field. No, I played a sock. I know what I'm talking about. Number two. If they were playing under COVID, that person must go for to check to be checked, medical fitness, all those kind of things. It takes time. Coach didn't have that time. He was never given that time to do that. Because we can hear he's talking about five days, six days, prepare the game. No, you don't just change people like you playing on the on the somewhere teams or you play for top eight to pitching two thousand right? No, there must be a clearance for that player. The player must be cleared with everything. Good evening, Tabi. So this is Morris from Nelspreit. I just want to hear from the coach with the benefit of the hindsight. Uh, would he have done anything differently to what he did? You know, taking into consideration all the difficulties that he faced. Now that everything is in the past, what uh, would he have done differently? to you know what he did at the time and again i just want to uh, hear his honest opinion was he really ready for the bafana bafana job and if so yeah what was he hoping to bring thank you good evening Tavis. so i hear the coach bemoaning the fact that uh, ghana had um, international players that were allowed to go and play for them um just want to find out did sudan have the same scenario uh, that they had uh, their internationals all allowed to play with uh, uh, Bafana Bafana or they also were in a similar situation to Bafana Bafana where they didn't have their uh, internationals and they were having their locally based uh, players. Please clarify on that, not in my respect. Salon Mokopane, a quick one, member. Thanks. Look, you know, my worry is uh, when I tell you that when the coach gets fired and then there will be squabbles amongst the, the uh, staff, big boss and whatever. And then when the coach um, is put it out and then you'll hear them praising the likes of Jordan and the technical whatever that they can name it. Is the former coach aware that there were money that has been put aside so that Safa can have a development. Because now I hear him crying about we do not have uh, 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 young people playing for Bafana Bafana Kaviso. And then we, since well, by the way, he was with the Safa in, for many, many years. Can he explain to us if he, uh, I'm sure he knows. Where is the money for our development soccer in this country? Okay, so let's leave it for the sake of time. I hear your point. Uh, Coach, he is just asking about development. What is the problem, basically? So, um, the the vision that uh, President uh, Jordan and the NEC came up uh, to say, uh, Vision 2022, which started in 2014, I think um, we started with the the under-17s and then uh, these are the, the players I'm talking about uh, now going into under 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 under, under 23. But uh, when it comes to development, uh, uh, the idea is to have 
what the idea is to have, I'm not going to say the idea was to have. The idea is to have uh, technical centers, development centers in each and every province, and also to have football schools, because we all know that um, all players come from schools. And I think when um, Neltovi uh, was about to, to implement um, the plan, unfortunately, COVID came in. Uh, because um, he had already identified um, uh, schools in the Free State, schools in, in Durban, schools in Cape Town, uh, to say this will be football schools, football-focused schools. And in the development, uh, SAFA uh, through CAFRU, FIFA, were to look after uh, those uh, uh, football centers. And um, that's where we were to have stronger under-17 uh, players coming into the national team so that uh, they can always uh, grow into the under-20 and the under-23. Like what happened with uh, the group that played in the World Cup under-17 in 2015. Mm. So, yes, there are plans that I know of. Uh, that is why I was uh, emphasizing uh, the issue of uh, um, Vision 2022 that was given uh, time uh, to, to, to evolve. And I think... Uh, there is so much success, even though maybe uh, somebody will look at it and not um, give it a big smile. But uh, mm. if you look at what, how, and how everything started in 2014 and where we are today with the under-23s, I think uh, there are some positives that we need to be um, need to be recognized, need to be highlighted. Okay, just for the sake of time, let me just touch on some pressing matters here, Coach. Have you now officially parted ways with SAFA? Are you no longer under the employee of SAFA in any capacity? Yeah, it, uh, it happened. Um, the, my manager, the Tato Matuka, uh, uh, was uh, in the meeting uh, yes. the whole week uh, in, in addressing this matter of uh, whether Mulisi stays or Mulisi goes. Uh, and then Yesterday, it was um, uh, amicably uh, concluded to say, uh, let's shake hands and uh, wish each other all the best of luck. And I think um, that has also given us an opportunity uh, to look into the future because um, we were very much uh, uh, trapped into the negotiations of uh, you stay or you go. But uh, I think um, Mr. Matuka uh, has done very well in addressing this matter and in bringing about conclusion to this matter. Would you have liked to stay on because we had, the, we had Hugo Bros last week on the show and he told us that he's met with you, he was happy to work with you as his number two and you were also keen to be next to him? Yeah, look, um, in the past you have had coaches becoming head coaches and becoming assistant coaches and doing well as head coaches again. Um, my football friends, that uh, we went through all the courses together. I'm referring to Mandan Nugas. He was um, an assistant, became a head coach, became an assistant, became a head coach. And look, um, uh, all the achievements with Mandan Nugas. The same with Mangoba Muti, head coach, assistant, now head coach, and the success story of it. So there was nothing uh, wrong with us when we looked into the proposal presented before us by Safa to say, we have invested so much in you. And we feel you don't have to go now. We will uh, keep you in whatever capacity. And in whatever capacity, uh, what was presented to us, we ended up saying we will stay um, as assistant coaches if we are to work with um, um, a, an experienced coach uh, that uh, will also help in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the knowledge 
of 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 in, in the form of entity knowledge uh, in, in South Africa. So yes, we considered to stay uh, as assistant coach uh, to coach Hugo, um, and I said this to him when we met on the second of uh, of, of this month. I said to him, uh, in in 50 days, I've never heard anything positive about me, about Mulif in Turkey. But you, coach, coming from uh, uh, Belgium, uh, you last saw me uh, in the Bafana Bafana Colors in 2016 when we played Cameroon uh, in Limbe. But now you are the only one who said something good and something positive about me, and I really appreciate that. Because he said um, uh, the former coach uh, was doing a very good job, uh, and I, I used to like uh, the way the team was playing. Uh, even though he had challenges with the players, but uh, he had a good team. And this is the man that I would love to work with. Last last really one, Coach, just because of time, I'm sorry to come in. People want to know, what does the future hold for you? Is it local? Is it a club? Or is it coaching in the national setup? Because we've had reports or rumours that you have been actually offered a position at one of the big clubs. Yeah, I think uh, um, my agency, uh, led by the director, Mr. Matuga, still has to come back to me to tell me. Uh, or... uh, uh, no worries. Okay, no, I guess that's calm. Hey, Mudupi, you're working hard there behind the scenes. If it's you, I don't know if it's you or if it's Greg, but we are out of time, but we're going to still a minute from news, but our time is up. We thank the coach for speaking to us. Please thank him at the back there, Ben. We appreciate him giving us some of his time and being able to let out what he has been able to let out uh, this evening, uh, but time is not on our side. We're going to have to leave it there, but I can tell you that we do understand that one of the big clubs is actually is looking after Mulef Inseki. We don't know, he's looking for Mulef Inseki. We don't know in which capacity, um, I'm not saying it's a head coach position, but it could be another capacity within the structures of this club that we have been told that is looking to bring Muli Finseki on board. We're going to have to leave it there. Then I was going to ask him if he owes the country an apology, but I think he has put his hand up and he has admitted that he has failed. And thank you for the honest and frank conversation tonight, coach.